Liz Rao definitely has a quirky sense of humor. She's an author and now a podcast host. But recently, she's undergone a major change in her life. VSG Bariatric Surgery. Now she's on a journey to discover health and happiness. Join her as she navigates this new world. This is Life with Liz. Today's podcast is brought to you by Liz Rao Official. Check out Summer is Fun. The Summer Fun Collection is now up on LizRaoOfficial.com and you can get 15% off when you use promo code SUMMER21 at checkout for all of the Summer Collection. Again, that's SUMMER21 for 15% off at your Summer Fun Collection at LizRaoOfficial.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Life with Liz. I appreciate y'all tuning in week after week. I I still love it. I love to get to talk to you all on Instagram and learn about your journeys as well. So be sure to hit subscribe on whatever your listening device is right now to help keep me motivated to keep doing these episodes and to help me out. As you all know, I do this podcast purely for fun, and it helps me help you. All right, so today we are going to talk about the 13 questions you should ask your bariatric surgeon. So one of the things I know I did before I went in for my consultation is I I Googled everything I could. I went on YouTube. I watched tons and tons of videos on what the process was. I tried to educate myself as much as possible on side effects or, you know, a lot of people went through regain and ended up having... R&Y surgery after the vertical sleeve surgery, and I wanted to know why those things were. So with that being said, I kind of came up with a, a list of things that you should ask if you're considering this process. The very first one is simple. What is bariatric surgery? All right, so bariatric surgery refers to any weight loss surgery, including procedures like gastric bypass, the gastric sleeve, um, sleeve gastrectomy is technically what it's called gastric bands, which a lot of doctors won't even do anymore, um, even things with like the duodenal switch, um, there, you know, there's that old, I don't know if it, I don't know if this even happens anymore, but the balloon that they put into you um, to take up space, those things are reversible. The sleeve is not. Um, so you just have to ask yourself, what is it? And really, it is a weight loss surgery, first and foremost, but it is a tool. It's only going to help you kick off your journey to a healthier life, but you are what will keep that life consistent. You have to change your dietary habits. You have to abide by mindful eating. You really have to work on yourself. And the tool gives you about 12 to 18 months to really make that happen to where it's doing the majority of the work for you so you can focus on yourself. But after that, it's up to you. You are the reason you will succeed in this journey. So then you have to ask yourself, question number two, am I a candidate? What does it take to be a candidate for this surgery? How do I qualify? The number one easiest way to qualify is your BMI. If you have a BMI, which is body mass index of over 40, you instantly qualify. Um, That's typically someone who is about 100 pounds overweight, give or take. Um, If you have a BMI of greater or equal to 35, but other obesity-related illnesses such as type 2 diabetes, sleep apnea, ding, 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 that's how I qualified, hypertension, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, 
osteoarthritis, gastrointestinal disorders, also ding, 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 me, um, heart diseases, etc. So those are other things that if you have two of those, so if you have a BMI of over 35 and one of those other things, you tend to qualify and your insurance typically will cover you at that point. So my BMI was 35.5. I was not close to 40, but I had sleep apnea and I definitely have gastrointestinal disorders since the day I was born. So that being said, I qualified, but you have to have at least six months of supervised weight loss attempts. You have to go through the parameters of your insurance qualifiers. So definitely do the research, talk to your daughter, doctor, sorry, not your daughter, your doctor, get a consult and find out what those steps are to qualify for the surgery because they'll contact your insurance and they'll let you know if it's three months of classes, six months of classes, a year. Um, you know, I had to do therapy. I had a psych evaluation. So there were a lot of steps, but they were necessary, necessary steps because I learned so much about myself and so much of what I needed to work on. So again, you are the reason you will succeed. So question number three, do I need to get medical tests before surgery? This comes from your surgeon and your insurance. So I didn't have to have any sort of echo, but a lot of people had to have, um, they had to do a swallow test. They had to have um, an EKG. They had to have their heart checked out. So I didn't have any of those issues. So I didn't have to have those tests. But again, that comes down to a conversation between you and your doctor and what's going to be your best path. Um, Will my insurance cover the procedure? Again, if you're qualifying by the parameters, which are usually a BMI and a, and a comorbidity with that will qualify you, but it comes down to what your insurance parameters are. So I went for my consult and I said, you know, here's my insurance. And they called and they found out what I needed to qualify. So and if I would be covered. So mine was, again, six months of classes, therapy, a psych eval, and I had to have um, two of those items on the list. So my sleep apnea test is what I had to take, and it was miserable. But there is a blog on my website at lizraofficial.com. Um, just click on the blog link, scroll down. It's like fourth or fifth on the list of me taking my sleep apnea test. I have a picture. It was charming. Um, so I have sur like surreal anxiety, and I was much worse when I was heavier. So that's something weight loss has helped me with because I'm getting more sleep. So it's all a vicious cycle, right? But... Um, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. I slept like three hours total that night and I had to like load myself up with sleeping drugs and melatonin and, um, I did like meditation music, all sorts of things, but you have this thing on, so it's increasing your anxiety. And within those three hours, I woke up like 51 times. So that tells you something. Um, but that's how my insurance covered me. How quickly I lose weight is usually a very, very common question. Question number five, um, Dude, no two cases are alike. Um, it's an important question to ask your doctor so you have realistic expectations for the first year. But just because Susie on your Facebook program lost 50 pounds in her first four weeks does not mean you are going to lose 50 pounds. Everybody is different. So the best advice I can give you is stop comparing yourself to anyone else in this journey. This journey is yours and yours alone. Number six, a question you should definitely ask is what are the risks? And the risks are also tied to your current stats, right? Like whatever your reason is, you're qualifying, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you could always have an infection. You can always have excessive bleeding. You can have reactions to the anesthesia. Um, 
blood clots. They're mostly concerned about blood clots post-surgery, which is why you have to get up so quickly and walk and then walk once an hour. And then they also have the little leg compressors on you. Now, I had those sent home with me, so my insurance covered a free pair, and they were sent to me, and um, I had to wear those for two weeks solid, but then he asked me to wear them while I slept through six weeks. Very uncomfortable, but I had no blood clots. Um, Lung problems is something that, you know, if you're a smoker, for example, that always complicates surgery, so really think about that. Um, Leaks in the gastrointestinal system, that is rare, but also dependent upon which surgery, and death, which is also very rare. But anytime you go under anesthesia, um, that is always a risk that you are taking. Um, Number seven, the question I hear a lot or people ask me a lot is, is it reversible? The sleeve surgery is not. You are literally cutting out 80% of your stomach. It is gone. It is dead bury it. It's never coming back. Your stomach will never fully stretch back out to full size, but it will stretch some. Now, the more strictly and closely you adhere to your diet, the less it is going to stretch. Um, So again, no soda, guys. Just can't say it enough. Um, But that's always a question you should ask, because if you want something that's reversible, you should pick one of the surgeries that is. Um, Is there a minimally invasive procedure? So a lot of people are just terrified that they're going to be like gutted open. I have five teeny tiny little incisions because they use a robotic arm to do the surgery. So it really like you're not being filleted open. I had zero pain. I was just uncomfortable, you guys, um, because you're swollen. But pain? No, definitely did not have that. Um, But it is in general, minimally evasive. The ninth question I hear a lot and things I think people really need to focus on is what do I need to do in order to prepare for bariatric surgery? Number one, educate yourself. No one else is taking this journey for you. So going on a board and being like, you know, like what did you do for your liquid diet? What did you do for your meds? That's their journey, their decision. They're doing what's right for them. So again, you cannot compare yourself to other people. It's okay to ask for advice, but don't plan on other people being responsible for your education in this process. You should research. You should listen to as many podcasts. You should read as many books and articles, blogs. There are a thousand YouTube uh, vlogs out there where people have videoed their journey and talked about it all. And there's some really good ones. I really like Minnie Me in Tennessee. I think she's very sweet. Um, But there's lots of them out there that are fantastic. How long will it take to recover? My doctor said after two weeks, I could walk and I could ride a bike, but I could not do any like physical like lifting or anything that uh, might engage my abs. So like no sit-ups, no yoga, things like that. Now, after six weeks, I was totally clear. Would I say I was fully recovered at six weeks? No. I I still felt swollen um, and achy. But at six weeks, I could resume feeling normal. I flew, I think, at like eight weeks post-op. So, um, you know, at six weeks, you can really resume a normal life. You can start lifting things again. I'd say I felt normal around like 12 weeks. 12 weeks is when I kind of started to feel like myself again. But I'm also, like I say, I have um, anxiety. So part of that is my own 
head, my own mind. I was not getting out of my way. Um, a lot of people want to know what you need to do post-surgery. That's a great question to talk, to talk to your diet, but also your nutritionist. Because post-surgery, it's really your nutritionist that is your best friend because they're going to help you track your food, make sure you're eating right, make sure you're exercising correctly. They're going to make sure that you're getting the proper nutrients that you need. Um, So what do you need to do post-surgery? Again, talk with your surgeon, but also talk with the rest of the team. The 12th question I get all the time is, well, I can eat anything I want, right? But in smaller portions. No, no, no. You have to change your diet. You do. And you should change it before surgery. You should get used to it and accommodate yourself. I did have a food funeral, a morning process one weekend, but I kept it to like a weekend and then let it go. So yes, do I have to change my diet? Absolutely. You will too if you're going to do this the right way and do it to put your best self forward. It's a completely new way of living, full of healthy choices and habits that will keep your weight off and make this procedure successful. So right after the surgery, your doctor may limit you to just diets and liquids and pureed foods, but that only lasts a couple of weeks. I think I did I did liquids for three weeks, then I did pureed foods, soft foods, and then I was able to do solid foods. Now my pureed and my soft foods tended to blend together because I did puree for a couple of days and I was like, no, I can totally handle a scrambled egg and went to that, but I ate it extremely slowly. I definitely overchewed it, all of those things that they tell you to do. Um, but temporarily, yeah, you got to do liquids, but you build yourself back up to eating solid foods because you have a little, a new baby stomach. Like you got to treat it gingerly. You don't feed a baby solid foods right out of the gate, do you? So all in all, six weeks is not a lot of, a long time to have to change your diet that drastically. Um, question for women out there, young women going through this is they want to know question number 13, can I get pregnant after weight loss surgery? Absolutely. It is not recommended for 12 to 18 months post-op because your body's still healing, still trying to learn how to absorb new nutrients. And you want to be able to also provide a baby that you're growing inside your belly, uh, nutrients as well, right? So your body's still shifting and going through hormonal changes and all that. But yes, absolutely. You can get pregnant after weight loss surgery, you do want to consult your doctor and you do want to let your um, OBGYN know that you also had weight loss surgery so they know what to expect in your results. But prepare your questions ahead of time for your bariatric surgery, make a list and do your research, do your education. That is the best advice I can give you. This journey is for you and you alone. If you have a support system and it's much, much easier, but do this for you. Do this because you want to live a healthier, cleaner, better life. And your doctor has heard everything under the sun. So no question is going to be embarrassing to him. And he wants you to feel, he or she wants you to feel absolutely super comfortable with your decision and your journey. And there's going to be a team there to help you. All right, guys, with that being said, have a wonderful week. Instagram me, DM me some comments at Lizra Official for any future episodes you want to hear. And next week, I will tell you all about my journey to the South. I'm heading to Savannah for my cousin's wedding, so it should be fun. All right, y'all, let's talk soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Life with Liz.